We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown from Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks. You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. It's JK3. It's Down by the Playoffs. Oh man. Okay, down gonna... by the Playoffs. Hey, I was Thanks. thinking about changing the intro too. I'm glad you did because we're in a new we're in a new era of Jags football, man. Yeah. Now you know you did that as the intro of the last episode too, right? So now we know it's good. Yeah. If you say it again next yeah. week, if it's welcome to another when we win. And next, yes, I said it when we win. If you inter, if you come in with it again, saying hmm. down by the bank, I'm gonna stop you again and say it's down by the playoffs. Okay, all right, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that was a uh, huge, crazy, unbelievable comeback victory. Let's talk about first the first half. What were your guys? What, I mean, were you considering climbing up like Jackson Deville does, but without the uh, the uh, <laughs> the rope and just jumping off the stadium? Because that's how I felt. Man. That was just, it was so heartbreaking because I know they've worked their tails off. All the excitement around the team, especially after such an emotional win, it was heartbreaking. I couldn't even describe like how I felt. I was just like, dude, I just can't even, I can't watch, um, continue to, but just, man, it was just so unreal. So unreal. I, um... I had to get up and and go get some chicken tenders because I was just <laughs> I started to stress eat in, oh, the, wow. in the stadium. And then as I'm walking back up, um, my wife's like, yeah, he just threw another pick. And I'm like, what? And she was like, yeah. And I couldn't believe her. And now it happened. I will say Insane, this. Insane, man. Insane. About those picks. One, a couple things. One, Asante Samuel, you know you hold him, Okay. I'm a big Noel fan. I'm one of the biggest Noel fans you'll ever meet, man. And I've watched him since he was a freshman at Florida State. He's been holding since then. Okay, I'll say it. And he was holding then. All right? So, yeah, you are you were holding. Okay, one. Two, Zay Jones, man, you got to fight. Okay? Slap him in the head and get the personal foul, but don't let him pick the ball off. Yeah. There was a couple of times I feel like Zay Jones could have Instead of trying to, like, you knew you weren't going to catch it, but you yeah. could have grabbed him and kept him from catching it. Something. Right. Push or, him. Pull him. When, he, when he's getting, or when he's, like, somebody's on him, you know what I mean? He kind of just, mm. like, throws his arms up and just, like, look, looks for the flag. It's like, the play's yeah. not over with, bro. You got to yeah. keep fighting through that. Swing an elbow. Trip. Like, this is the playoffs, okay? Yeah. Um, you got to do whatever it takes. And I'm not saying hurt someone intentionally. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is the, the refs are going to call the game a bit differently, which I shouldn't say that because the refs overall for the game were just absolutely horrendous on yeah. both sides, regardless who you were going for. But just show a little bit of fight. And I feel like I don't know what it was. Like, 
there was just no energy, especially in the first quarter. They were like, we don't want to be here. Yeah. Timing was all off, and I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Dude, it kind of felt that way, too, against Tennessee. Yeah. It, it, it really did. It felt like they came out flat, uh, you know, against Tennessee. They came out flat here, you know, as well. I mean, and then thinking, even going back to the Jets, like, they came out kind of flat, too, because they had the um, the fumble, um, you know. So, it's just like, man, I feel like... I feel like the Jags are um what was that boxer's name? Um Kelly Pavlik. The the boxer Kelly if any any other sports fans out there, Kelly Pavlik, they call him the ghost because he just could keep getting hit and keep coming back. Keep getting hit, keep coming back. I feel like the Jags just need to get, you know, the their crap kicked for a little while before they start fighting back. <laughs> and it's just really weird, you know, mm-hmm. just how it is. But man. That score at the second half, or the score to, to get us coming back, and Agnew just shooting out of a cannon in the second half on the kickoff, man. Wait, yeah. wait. First of all, we need to talk about that halftime show. Yeah, right. Well, before you do that, before you do that, because we talked about the interceptions, what about what was your reaction on that one play where the football bounced off the Jags player's helmet and then the Chargers oh, off got the helmet? Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, that was like at the point I was like, this is just like. I don't know. This is get, the worst get, thing I've ever seen in my life. Man, you know? get 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 your beeper ready, you know, for this one, Corey. Just, you know, stuff happens. You know, just happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really want to say it. <laughs> it just happens, and that yes. was just one of those things that happens. Yeah, yeah that was bad. But how does but that yeah, happen the- though? When you're yelling like, and and the special teams been playing so well all year, and so I think that was the most disappointing thing that happened. Like that is just to yeah, and for it to bounce off. And but 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 before we even go into even further, the defense, <laughs> the defense, bro. Like I'm just so I'm just so excited to get to the positive stuff after we talk about that lame halftime show. But the positive stuff, man, is just literally just over overweighs it. Yeah, like it, like when you want to be positive and you say it's gonna be the best day of my oh, life, dude. <laughs> what happened to all the stuff that was leading up to 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 Boosie? What happened to that? Can yeah. we figure out what happened with that? And he it's probably like, didn't want to come. Yeah. He probably was like, I ain't coming. And it's like the crowd's like dead quiet and everybody's pissed and depressed. And this guy's like, come on, Jacksonville. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> bro, we are down 27 to, to 7 right now. We, it's yeah. not the best day of our life. Yeah. Right. Read the room. I actually didn't know that that was the band. Like, I actually told Amelia when we were sitting there, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like funny. They have like a cover band up here singing like popular songs. I never or need whatever. to hear that band ever again in my life. <laughs> That's one takeaway from the game is that well, <laughs> I know who sings that song now, and I never need to hear it again. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the tweet that you had where you were like, "I'd rather see people getting like inducted"? Oh into yeah, the United yeah, because you know, because you know, at least once a year, you know, at least once a year during the halftime show, it, and it's in the middle of September. Middle, it's usually around the middle of September. It's usually around like <laughs> Veterans Day or something like that. Super patriotic, where they uh, they swear a bunch of people in and people get their citizenship. During the halftime. Now, I'm all about people, you know, getting their citizenship, coming to the U.S., everything else like that. That's awesome. But as a halftime show? Bro, <laughs> y'all can fill that in with the dog catching Frisbee. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Which is awesome, by the way. Dog I catching like Frisbee. Yeah. yeah, I said that right. Uh, yeah, you said Frisbee right. catching dogs? Frisbee dog catching, catching dogs. Frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dog yeah. catching frisbee. That, that would be, be cool. Yeah, I want to see that actually. That would be better than the back-to-back crap we've had. Those horrible fireworks and then this like cheesy band. I mean, yeah, yo, the, the Jags are they're, they're they're wasting all their budget right now on social media because the social media stuff they've been putting out has been absolute gold. <laughs> like, so I, I, I'll take it. But yeah, man, nah, they, those those guys will need to come back. <laughs> It was insane, man. And it's like people are trying to get they're trying to get people pumped up up there in the pools, and everybody's just like, "Bro, we are down <laughs> so bad right now. This is the last thing we want to hear." Yeah, and then at the end, he's like, "Come on, everybody, Duval." And it's yeah, like, Ugh. yeah, it's like, man, get this dude off the field. Right, I was so relieved to see Logan Logan Cook come out mm-hmm. and, begin, and begin practicing punts. Do you guys agree that some people, when they do the Duval, especially in ads like radio commercials for like a plumbing company or something, that it's like when you hear it outside the context of a football game, it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life? Like it's Bro, actually cringy. It's so people that aren't from here have a hard time understanding 
why we yell Duval and why and like what the significance of it is because on the outside looking in, they're just like it's the county that the team plays in, and we're like yeah, and then they don't understand. You don't have the you have to give them like a 30 second elevator pitch on why you say it, you know what I mean? And then, or, and what it actually really means. And then they just look at you funny. They're just like, mm. best you guys can come up with, huh? Derek okay. knows all the history. Yeah. That. Yeah. They don't know the history behind it. So yeah, it mm-hmm. is. But, but now that it's been uh, commercialized, it is uh, quite aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a rally cry and it's nice that we, you know, have that. We don't have yellow towels waving in the air, or Whoa. we don't have a Viking horn blaring, you know, a thousand, you know, decibels and stuff. Um, or the team we're playing now, we steal a tomahawk chop from a certain university. Um, we're not going to go there either. You think so, they stole that from them? You dang right they did. <laughs> You I'm know just, they I, did. I'm just fanning the fire. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, don't, don't, don't get yeah, started okay. now. Don't, 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 don't throw, don't throw gas on the fire now. You know, Gator fans, you guys can't say anything right now. Um, <laughs> but no, it, at least ours is, you know, of original. You know, it's got it's original. Yeah. Yeah, there might be a history lesson behind it. It is original, but yeah, it's the 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 shark coatings, you know, guy or whatever. Um, that they they played that commercial a thousand times in the replay. I saw it. I'm like, dude, stop, just <laughs> just stop. Duval. <laughs> and then I'm like, you you could have at least got a better jersey if you're gonna shoot the commercial. Okay, the, the the jersey. I don't know if you saw that, but that doesn't even look right. I don't know if there's no there's an affiliation <laughs> issue or something. Just 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 stop, stop. What's All the right. what's the made up website we talk about where people order jerseys, the fake ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that called again? Like Alibaba or some shit. Yeah, Alibaba. Yeah, yeah. Alibaba. Yeah. But Alibaba's not yeah. a made up website. It's actually a real website. <laughs> yeah, where you can get a lot of fake stuff where that jersey yeah. came from, okay? Um But no it's still good that we have it. Like, yeah, it's been commercialized, it's been beaten to death here, but at least what we have is original. Yeah. So I, I can I can still I can always get behind it. You know, you know I can the, like Derek, what I'm saying, like when it's the fans and stuff in the stadium, cool. But when it's like on the screen, it's like, hi, I'm the CEO of TIAA Bank and I just wanted to say Duval for all you real quick. You know what I mean? That's where it gets a little like too much. We're, I'm not even going to talk about that because we, we could go all day another 20 minutes bagging on some of the, the, the Duvals they have gotten. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. No. Yeah. But really, it, it's... Hey, man, you're going to hear more of it, especially as the team wins. And I, and I hope so because, you know, you, you want the larger companies. We just talked about how a couple weeks ago, remember I said I walked into Coles and Coles and got jack crap, but you go to mm-hmm. Walmart in Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or Dallas, and they have Cowboys, Steelers, and Bengals crap all over the Walmart. We couldn't even get a, a, a Jaguar, Trevor Lawrence, you know, T-shirt there. So that, that's something that has to change. And my point is, this was just going to take those national companies to realize. And I get it. I'm not trying to put anybody local out of business or saying they're not doing a great job because the local guys are carrying us as a fan base, literally. But at the same time, if we want to be known, if we want to be loved and accepted, we've got to get the cornies to accept us. So Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I still think Dick's Wings has some explicit photos of somebody in the <laughs> management to keep that, to keep that sponsorship. Um, all right, so about the actual, uh, the good part of the game. So, like, uh, the exact opposite of the first half and the second half, the comeback. Maybe, Derek, you can hit on uh, some of the stuff that you and JK3 talked to Steven about from the Guilty as Charged podcast. Because you said a lot of that stuff came to fruition in the second half, right? Oh, yeah. Let's go to, so first thing we're going to go to for, for myself is the running game. Uh, ETN, yet again, did a fantastic job. Definitely putting us in good situations for Trevor to make throws in the second half. What I mean by good situations is he was getting four to five yards a pop. That's exactly what we needed. We needed second and six, second and five, not second and nine like we were getting in the first half. What does that do? That makes those corners not play so tight because they have to be worried about play action and they're worried about him getting the ball. Um, 
So I thought we did a good job of getting that, you know, taking advantage of the Chargers' lack of run defense. Uh, the guy that was uh, that Stephen brought up on the Guiltiest Charge pod, uh, and shout out to Stephen, he did a fantastic job, man. Great uh, recording an episode with him, but he was really, really, um, you know, talking about one of their linebackers. I think it's the Kenneth Murray. Yeah, Kenneth. Was it Murray. Kenneth Murray? Yeah. yeah. And there was a couple times he took some bad angles. I mean, he should have had ETN. They were bad angles. Should have filled a gap. Bad angle. And we exposed that. So when you see those things happening and you look at how in the second half you're starting to see some momentum coming and you're really starting to see us get it going, that's the, it doesn't matter. Those are the type of matchups you like to see. And the Jags, of course, did their homework because they were doing it. They made second-half adjustments, third-quarter team, as they usually are. But I wish they just had done that a little bit sooner uh, because a lot of the times we were getting in trouble were because we were second and nine, third and ten, third and twelve because of whatever. And you can't – got to play the numbers. Sometimes uh, we'd like to throw it all over the yard and have 300 yards and four touchdowns, but sometimes you got to play it's a game of inches. And you got to yeah. play for those four or five yards. Yeah, no, and I, and I think too, man. What <clears throat> what what really what really was crazy about it is that the the short field that LA had to work with, like the entire mm-hmm. first half, like how the short field that they had to work with. I mean, and and it was just, and it just gives a testament to the second half of the the defense that they only gave up three points uh, in the second half. Um, and you know, without the turnovers, you really get to see what the team is made of when they don't have the short field. And the defense was just absolutely unstoppable, you know, outstanding that second half. And then I think with the combination of the defense playing lights out, you know, you get Trevor just like, I mean, just the opportunity there to go ahead and hit Ingram. I think what you were saying about uh, ETN, I think Ingram, you know, had one mm-hmm. of the more bigger uh, games, uh, you know, that we needed as well out of him because of when you needed a play, he was there, you know, to make it. Uh, Ingram... Definitely had some, and I think some of his his yak yards, and again, some of the things mm-hmm. that you're saying about the linebacking core and, you know, being able to stop a tight end. Now we actually have an, a crazy athletic tight end that will be able to, you know, create those mismatches and the things that have been killing us over the last, you know, 15 years. You know, now we've got it on our side, somebody that can, you know, that's always open, someone that is a precise, uh, you know, a, and an awesome route runner. <clears throat> but another thing that I noticed in the replay, too, is that now, this year, you know, and, and, and as opposed to op, or, uh, other, Jags, um, other Jags teams, when it's like third and eight, they're running nine, ten-yard routes. They're not really running at the sticks. They're running past the sticks. Um, yep. The past couple of years, uh, actually a lot of the years, it's always been, you know, third and eight, you run a five-yard out, and you expect the guy to fight three yards against another, you know, uh, another pro, which isn't it. You know, so I think that they've been doing an awesome job there. And and I think, again, one of the things that we talked about as well when, with Steven, um, you know, to even skip forward more, I know we're all over, but the coaching, right? Doug <laughs> is just Doug, Doug's coaching and Doug's just just calmness and the wherewithal and the coaching again going. It, it's it's insane. It Fantastic is, it is insane, at situational football. Fantastic. Now. He does get cute in the red zone, and I think that's just his M.O., and he makes us all pull our hair out in the red zone sometimes. Yeah. But he's always going to put the team in a position to make a play to win the game. Yeah. And when you think about that type of coaching and you look at what the Chargers had, some of the hesitant things they did in the third and fourth quarter when they should have stepped on our throats, but instead they kept calling plays and doing things to keep us alive – that just is, you know, it, it's it's a testament to, to Doug and the type of leadership he's brought to the team, the type of culture he's built to never give up, that they're in this, to, you, you know, they're in this together. So it, it's, you know, hats off to him. Um, Bro, that throw that he threw, uh, that Trevor threw to Zay Jones, streaking down oh, the yeah. middle of the seam. That was a bust. Wow. I haven't looked at that replay, but that, that was clearly a bust. Um and that's the thing. The Chargers have those sometimes because they move Derwin around so much, Derwin James. It's hard to, you know, they rotate safeties a ton. For people that want to know why Trevor struggled so much besides Asante Samuel holding so much, um, 
the Chargers run a lot of roll coverages they, because Derwin James is all over the place. They put him in every which situation, direction. And so they roll a lot of safeties in and out. So it's kind of hard to see things because what they show you is not what they're going to do. Um, and it hurts them because they can't stop the run, but it helps them because they got a lot. They get a lot of interceptions. But the funny part is in the third and fourth quarter, they just stopped. Yeah. They went in some cover three and cover four, like just just craziness. They were running a bunch of just deep prevents sometimes, and I'm like, "What are y'all doing?" Yeah. Now I get yeah. it. You don't want to keep doing what you're doing, but at the same time, you got to mix it up. Because what ended up happening is, as ETN got the running game going, you started seeing a little bit softer coverage. Another thing too is you saw bigger bodies on the Marvin Jones touchdown. When Asante, you notice he tried to grab Marvin Jones. Yeah. And Marvin spun out of that. You saw that? He, he spun mm-hmm. out of it. And it, it was a spin, so it might look like a spin, but he also kind of threw a little arm action. Like, you're not grabbing me today, yeah, little, little dude, okay? I'm going to, you know, run that arm off of you, and I'm going to go get this TD, and we're going to get back in this game. And so you saw those little things started happening. They started fighting for the ball. And by the time it got to 20... You start looking at the body language of the Chargers. Yeah. It, the last time I saw those eyes was the Atlantic Falcons in 2018 or whatever that year was. <laughs> when I saw Bro. they they had the eyes of just like, dude, I don't want to be here no more. What's about and, to happen? And I think that's where coaching comes into play because if you see the lead slowly slipping away you know, from your team, this is where you burn a timeout and you get everyone huddled around and you you know, kind of just control all delete. You know, let's just re- let's just reset this thing right now. We plug the unplug the computer out of the wall, plug it right back in, uh, and, and then let's see if we can get this thing rebooted, man. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the things that's got us here. They we didn't have an answer for Eckler, you know, um, you know, pretty much when 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 we could, uh, you know, as far as you know, going back to him, as far as getting back to you know mismatches with Eckler on the linebackers, uh, going away from the from the run. Completely abandoned the run. They tried to throw themselves out of the out of out of the hole that they were in, um, and you know they're not built to do that. In the last couple of weeks, the Jaguars have done a really good job of getting teams in. And I know this is crazy, but for them to have to try to the Chargers for them to have to actually try to throw themselves out of the uh, out of the hole, and they weren't able to do that. It speaks volumes to the Jags' defense because they are built to pass the ball versus running it. So initially, when you got a lead like that, you know, you want to kind of give the ball to your running back. You want to give the ball to your bell cow and at least try to kill that clock. They did a really good job of that in the fourth quarter, though. That fourth quarter drive that they had, they had that ball for so long in the fourth quarter to where we just needed to stop so bad. It was we were desperate. We finally got the stop. Um, But if they would have been doing what they did that first or that drive in the first or the fourth quarter, we wouldn't be t- the, the podcast would be a con- completely different tone right now because they would have killed the entire clock and kept us on the field and just or or just just killed it. So yeah, man. Too little, too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the missed field goal, like the the missed field goal with with from from Dicker the kicker, like that's that's insane. Like that, it's just wild. But at the end of the day, man, it, it's it speaks to the culture of the team. And where the Jags are inside that locker room, you can tell that they don't stop believing until the clock hits zero. They don't. Excellent execution. Excellent at timeouts. I think the timeouts were three to one um, or two to one. So we were able to get the ball back and, and make those moves. And, hey, look, T formation, man. The T formation. When's the last time you've seen a T formation in an NFL game? That's some old school football right there. Old school. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. Because he 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 got the first down and he took off 20 yards down the field. And you can tell, like, they were just that that was the knockout punch. Like, you telling me they're getting ready to beat us on this 1940s Red Grange, you know, <laughs> Notre Dame football stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then I think too the uh, again you know talking about formations and and, and stuff the two point conversion uh, when Bosa loses his mind the two point conversion 
that no one saw coming. Obviously, I think the way that the formation that they had set up, uh, the Chargers were expecting, uh, you know, something completely different. And we just take our, you know, quarterback and just, you know, jump over the pile basically and get that. Uh, and, you know, that, that again, that's another uh, chess move while the team is playing checkers. And then, you know, the um, the cojones on, to, to run that fourth and one right there and instead of going straight up the middle where they thought the whole thing was bunched up you know you give it out there to him uh to etn who quietly had a hundred yard game by the way um no one's talking about hmm. that either um you know quietly had 20 carries for 109 yards five and a half a clip that's what you want out of a running back in the playoffs um but for him to go ahead and do that and i think the most important thing that he did too he established the contact and completely covered the ball up and went straight to the ground and, you know, from there, you bring in Patterson, kick the field goal on the KC. Insane. Yeah. But for all the people that left. <laughs> of which there were some. Of which there were some. Like, we had, uh, I think, like, four or five Jags fans. You can usually tell the people that are just, like, showing up to this game for the first time and, like, haven't paid attention up until, like, the hype started happening. But, yeah, I mean, we were kind of laughing, and this is maybe a little creepy, but my daughter saw this person in front of us texting, and they're like, we're leaving at halftime. You know, this sucks or whatever. Can you imagine, like, maybe these people don't care because they're Fairweather fans or something, but can you imagine leaving and then seeing that after the fact? I would hate myself (laughs) if I didn't stay and see that, you know? And then if you're leaving, if you're leaving, like, at this point right now, and this is just being real, I'm not satisfied with where they are. Like I'm not sa- I'm not satisfied. Like I don't think you know I don't believe in moral victories, you know, or anything else like that. But if they do lose this game, how could if they do lose this game, how could you not be satisfied to what this team is now versus what it was almost approximately 365 days ago? Sure. Like completely different team, completely di- different, you know, uh culture, completely different uh, you know, results and standings right now. And it's the coach's first year. Yep. If we were able to set this bar, you know, as high as they that, that they have this year right now in Doug's first year, considering where they were last year and considering the previous, you know, 10 to 15 years of toxicity that we've all dealt with, how could you, as a true Jaguars fan, if you came to this game, whether you bought your ticket off StubHub or you bought it off t- Ticketmaster, you got a free ticket or anything else like that. If you are a true fan, how are you even upset at this point that you're leaving? You're probably upset at the point right now that you came. This is the game that you came to and they're losing. Yes. <laughs> but overall, on the season wise, there's nothing for you to be upset about. There's nothing for you to even like type and just be disappointed about because of what's going on. And now we're on the verge of playing. You know, it's it, we're going to beat the best team, one of the best teams that has been in the NFL. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. You, there's no way you could be you can, you cannot be upset. It's mid-January, and we're still talking relevant football right now. I will say, maybe there's a correlation between them leaving and then us winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what Probably I mean? Probably had to get the negative energy out of, out of there. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, definitely some folks. I mean, not a lot. I mean, obviously – once the game, once that field goal went through, I mean, it was like pandemonium in there. And just, yeah. I mean, just experiences and um, things that you'll never forget. And afterwards, I always get a kick. Like I sat out of people, you know, chanting Duval and, and, you know, let's go Jaguars as you're walking down the uh, the ramps and everything, which is super cool. But I will say we were a little concerned for you, JK3, because we didn't hear from you at all. And we thought maybe you <laughs> fell into that uh, retention pond outside the stadium that people do during Florida, Georgia. Is that what happened? Or I'm such a Jaguars fan. I let my phone die. I don't need it. No, but yeah, no, man. My, uh, yo, that was, that was insane. That, that was insane. And my phone died. And my phone died. And... You know what? I I still felt okay because uh, you know I was with my wife, so <laughs> I was completely fine about that. But yeah, man, no, it was. Uh, I I got home, uh, plugged my phone in, obviously, and my phone just literally just started like blowing up. You know, with can you believe it? And it's like, yeah, I was there. Of course, I witnessed it. I, I wasn't gonna <laughs> leave. I like, well, why would you leave? And it's just in it, like, and I feel like too. Because of some of the experiences and some of like the 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 majesty of this this season, 
Like, we just keep finding just new levels of, I can't believe that happened, or I'm going to remember this forever. We're not going to be able to remember all of these, like, like these memories. But this thing right here, man, this coming back from 27, 27, nothing was, was in, was insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Now, you know, the thing that I won't remember fondly is Al Michaels and the broadcast crew when I went back to watch the clips. Because I don't know about you, like after I've been to the stadium, I like to go back and like look on Twitter and see the clips, see how it looked on national TV. Yeah. The worst <laughs> call of that field goal. You didn't want to be here. He yeah, didn't want to what? be here. No, I'm but trying I mean, to backtrack. But, I mean, see, well, how, how can you not get excited about that, though? I mean, don't, I don't know. So, don't pick, you can't pick on Tony Dungy because Tony Dungy, if you ever heard him call a game, you know, he doesn't really get too, you know, amped up, um, excited. You don't hear that excitement in his voice. But you do hear Al Michaels, like, on touchdown, on long touchdown passes, I can – Picture it now or, or listen to it now in my head hearing Al Michaels go, and there's the deep throw down. He's got a man touch, you know, and he's really get, getting, you know, getting into it. The Jay, Zay Jones throw? No. <laughs> no excitement. It was like he was in an elevator, and there's a pass down the field. <laughs> Zay Jones is wide open. Yeah. And there's a touchdown for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you could have done a better job than that. If you're going to do that, then put the mic with Frangie and Baselli and Logman in them and let them call it on TV. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to be like that, because that was, that's insane, man. Well, it's yeah. like the same theory. You know how, like, when they, nowadays they try to let the play run out before they call, you know, before they stop it, if there's a penalty or something, just in case. Um, it's like the same thing with that. Like, Al Michaels should have called that at the end, despite the fact that he saw a flag on the field, as if that was it, it was the game winner. And then if the flag called it back, then you go back and you start over, you know? Because Frangie and them, I mean, again, like, just super hyped up. There was some other broadcast, I think it was like ESPN Radio or something, I heard a, an overlay of the video where they were super hyped up. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, apparently we're getting Tariko for the game um, Saturday, so uh, so that's good. Well, well, that'll be a good one because of who we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because of who we're playing, just to be honest. Yeah. You know, you're, I mean, right now you're you're down to the final four teams uh, in the AFC. Um, and, you know, you're going to get the cream of the crop right now on, on who's going to get the calls and, and, and stuff like that. So. Can you believe that we're probably going to have the 23rd or higher pick? Like, that's the lowest we can go now, right? It's the 23rd <laughs> pick. Right from yeah. the last eight, Can you believe is, is that? Do, do I have that right? Is it twenty third or no? It's thirty two. That uh no, it'll be like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth. Anyway, somewhere wow. around there. Okay, I, I can't even believe that. First of all, yeah. But you know, getting into the Chiefs game, man, we'll uh, actually be able to go to the draft party and like stay for a while. That's true. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Derek, yeah. Derek. Before the Chiefs game, though, I okay. want you to I want you to comment on. Darius Rucker talking trash about our Jaguars and saying oh, that we're horrible. Jeez, people. <laughs> it's the, jeez, it's, it's learn how to run. It's the Jaguars. It's it's the Jag fans PTSD. That's what it is. Every time someone, you know, when when you take it out of, or when you don't understand the context that it was in. I didn't read it the way that everyone else did, but bro, Jack's Twitter right now is literally like an ant pile. <laughs> like you, you step in it. And it's fire ants right now. You step in it, you say something about the Jaguars. You better come correct right now with Jack's Twitter because they are rabid. Um, and you know, and it's been a long time suffering. I love it, but I read it the right way that it was okay. intended before people started if jumping your down team, his throat. If your team is out, who you got in the NFL playoffs? Nobody wants to see Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Let me hear who you like to win it all. <laughs> okay, so let's ignore the first sentence and the last sentence. Okay, nobody wants to see Trevor Lawrence in the Jacks. That's all you read. Okay, it's all you read. You read that and you assumed that he was, you know, taking a shot. When, when you really think about it, like he didn't. Like nobody wants to see us. So, do I need to translate for a lot of people? You know, um, if they don't want to see us. You know, you know, we were once young and we all did dumb things. And, you know, especially guys, you get in altercations in, in high school and, and whatever, maybe even a little bit older in life. And you say, man, you don't want to see me. 
You don't want to come, you know, come get some, you know, unless he played ball in school or whatever. That's what he's saying. Not the hate, like, like I don't understand. I never even thought for a second he was picking at us there. <laughs> so looking at it, and I don't want to do my voice impression that I did before we started recording because I don't want anybody to get upset. Uh, <laughs> that, that's for the Patreon subscribers. Yeah, um, <laughs> but at the end, he he wasn't picking at us, and nobody nobody wants to see us. Like, really think about it. We're not we're not just some pushover team. Nobody wants to see us. They don't want to play us. Come on, now we just came back from twenty seven down. We were dead in the water, five turnovers, and we still won. I can tell you right now, Andy Reid and them and company. National media might be picking at us, and as they usually do, and Al Michaels and all them. Oh, they're in that old, you know, Podunk Jacksonville, you know, because that's how they think we are. <laughs> all right, I guarantee Andy Reid and company up there. They're like, hey, look, okay, um, if they turn the ball over by against five times against us, we better have forty, okay, by <laughs> halftime. And Kansas City would have forty, by the way, if they if we did turn the ball over halftime or five times before half. But that's what they're thinking, because they they know better. Yeah, they know better. We don't Kansas City. I mean, playoffs is different from the regular season, so you can't compare those games. You can't look at stats and analyze. That doesn't matter, okay? Because these guys are actually really playing. But when you think about it, when you think of all the games we played this year, there was only one team that really took it to us, and we had nothing for them, and that was Detroit. Hmm. Everybody else. Philly, we don't turn the ball over. We beat them. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll look it'll look different. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's uh, going it's going to look different. But I'm just saying, like nobody wants to see us. They don't want to. They don't want to see us. Well, I don't. I don't think you want to. I don't think anybody in the NFL or excuse me in the uh, in the playoffs right now wants to see a team that has nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> and, and that's the Jaguars right now. That that's it. You're gonna get your best shot from a team. That's ready to empty out the playbook. And, you know, it hasn't, you know, they, of course, we all wanted them to be here. But, you know, you've got a team right now on the other side of the ball as far as between the Bengals, the um, Bills, and the Chiefs. Who's got the pressure on them? You know what I mean? You got the pressure from the Bills. You know, they've been looking, they've been the last three or four years, it's always been their year. You know what I mean? You got the pressure from the Bengals. You know, they need to go back. They've got some unfinished business, you know, out there. They're one throw away from winning the Super Bowl, things like that. And then you got the Chiefs, who's got the pressure on them right now, um, you know, to show that they are still the top dog in the AFC. And then you got the Jags that are really out to prove something and will take this to a street fight if they need to. You know what I mean? And that's what the most dangerous thing about playing them is. Is that mm-hmm. they can score and they can also score from anywhere. Agnew is one play away from breaking a punt return or a kick return back. The defense has shown that they can just make turnovers and capitalize off those turnovers. I mean, just look last week or two weeks ago with uh, with the Titans, and then before that, you know, Rayshon Jenkins, and then at least on the offensive side right now, they just showed you that they can come back from twenty seven points down. And continue to throw themselves out of the hole like there's nothing, like it doesn't matter. This is the most dangerous team in the AFC, probably in the NFL right now. I won't say Philly. Philly's, I, we, we got to see what they, they're looking like. But as far as the AFC goes right now, this is one of the teams that you hope somebody else takes them out because they may be able to scheme and match up with you, you know, good. And, and the Jags, the uh, majority of the teams that are in right now, they've already played. They played the Chargers twice. This would be their second time playing the Chiefs. They played the Eagles. Um, who else did they play? Cowboys. They played Dallas. They played Dallas, who's in the playoffs right now as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they've played, they've played a majority of the top teams with the crappy schedule that they had because of what they did last year. So Giants, too? Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, forget about the Giants. I forgot about the Giants. Yeah, they played the Giants also. So they played, they, they played the cream of the crop. And you played the cream of the crop. You got beat in the regular season. Now you're in the tournament. And there's nothing that you can't be scared of because you've already played the cream of the crop right now. So I think that, man, going on, on Saturday, dude, I think it's a different ball game. I really do. And they weren't even hitting on all cylinders when they played the Chiefs, and they still lost by 10. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... The Chiefs have really shown an adjustment without, you know, Tyreek Hill that they're still able to, you know, move and, and, and do things within their system. You know, Kelsey's best tight end in the league, hands down. Um, they, they, they have, you know, a, a, a crop of average wide receivers. I won't say good because, like, you know, pro bowlers because I just don't see it. But they're really able to dictate matchups. They're really able to, you know, Andy Reid's got some tricks up his bet, you know, in, up his sleeve with a lot of with a lot of guys. One guy that is uh, that really sticks out is that running back they have, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, and he's good. Number ten. Yeah, he's man. Good. It's funny he wears Tyreek Hill's number and he lines up in the backfield and they yeah. toss sweep it to him or do something with him and you're like for a split second you're like oh shoot is that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Andy Reid's just such an awesome, you know, play caller, and you know he he knows how to build a team. It's lucky, you know, it's, it's kind of teacher versus student here when you think yeah. about it. Uh, Doug Peterson learned some of his best tricks, played for him, coached under him. So we're really going to see a very interesting matchup. They're they're both going to be ready, and. What we can't do is shoot ourselves in the foot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So, like, I was, you know, joking about the 40, but really, I'm dead serious. We do that against the Chiefs, it'll be over before the second quarter starts. Okay. They don't kick field goals, they score touchdowns, and, and they will make sure that they score touchdowns. It'll be 30, three turnovers in the first quarter, it'll be 35 nothing. Yeah. And you say, well, they only had three turnovers. How'd they get 35? They'll figure it out. Like, that's how good they are. So we, we really got to limit those mistakes. That's that's rule number one. Yeah, I think the, the shooting, obviously, you know, you can't, you can't go into a game like this now <clears throat> with the amount of turnovers and things like that, too. But I, I think you also, this is going to be a track meet. You know, from, from the get-go, you can't wait until the second half to get started against Kansas City because – Again, this will be like taking a taste of your own medicine. Um, you know, they can score at will. They can score when they want to, and they will, you know. So I think that, you know, getting out to a hot start, um, you know, on uh, getting out to a hot start is going to be the key. But I think the key is for the defense to really get out, get a th- three and out, like, from the get-go. Get a, get a turnover from the get-go. I need, you know, Trayvon. I need Josh Allen. I need Foyer. I need everyone, you know, to be on, you know, on for this game and really, you know, focus on making this as, as, as much of a defensive battle as we possibly can. Because I think that if the key to this is going to be getting a turnover, you have got to get a turnover. You've got to steal points somewhere. Take the same page out of the book that they did last when they when they played them, um, you know, early in the season, the onside kick that they did. Like you gotta steal possessions. You gotta do that. But not only when you steal the possessions, you can't settle for field goals either. Like because yeah. again, they're gonna be able to score. You get a three, they get a seven. You get another three, they get another seven, 14-6. Just like that. You know what I mean? So you, you gotta you gotta capitalize on some of the uh on some of the uh the, the mistakes and things like that. But then again, I think this also just comes down to to, to coaching. Doug's got them boys ready to go to hell and back. Yeah. And it's clear. It's it's absolutely clear right now that Doug has them ready to go. Think Andy Reid's a fantastic coach, but do I think that the Chiefs are ready to to go to hell and back for Andy Reid like they are like the Jag like the the team is ready right now with Doug? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's a great. I think he's a great coach, Andy Reid. But I just well, do not think that whatever Doug is feeding them right now, they are. Inhaling it, he's feeding them me against the world, is what he's feeding them. You know, that's what he's feeding them. He's feeding them me against the world. It was always us. It was always the Jags. Well, however you want to say it, whatever you know, me against the world. It's you got the rest of the league and the media that covers the league, basically putting you know, Jaguars. So what? And. Everything that he says, they, they believe in, and it's been coming true. And so when you got guys that you know believe in that culture, um, surprisingly, as much as we've been throwing the ball all over the yard, though, 
I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't. You know, Doug's not that type of play caller, but I wouldn't mind some like clock. You know, clock eating drives, like 12, 14 plays, six, eight minutes, grinding it out. Oh, like against the Jets, where we where we yeah we like ninety six yards. Yeah, how we were able to change yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some of that. Yeah. Because the best way you can get Mahomes and company out of their, you know, out of their rhythm is take the ball out of their hands, and you call, you calm that crowd down, and you you go out there and and you you take that drive and you just you know hold the ball, move efficiently, and get a couple of them. There's nothing wrong. It's the playoffs. You don't have to throw for 400 yards and four tutties to win. You know, every that, that might be what the media and, and on television and and, and the networks want. But as a fan, I could care less. Just win the stinking game. Yeah. Yeah, no, man, I, I agree. And uh, one, one of the things, too, that I was just looking at really quick, too, as far as, like, um, you know, the wins. Like, I mean, they're on the, they're on the verge of a 10-win of a, of a season. You, you know what I mean? Like that. That's in that. That's insane. Or did have they won ten games? Yeah, yeah, they won ten games. 10, yeah. Ten yeah, eight. so yeah, that was 10. ten. Yeah, that was yeah, ten. Man. So they they won ten games. Don't take it away <laughs> from us. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I mean, they they won ten games, um, and so they win ten games. Um, they have gone to the divisional playoffs, um, and, and it's just been one of those things, man. Where like I I can't remember. It seems like whenever they win ten plus games. Like they they go pretty far, and it's not just a standard ten win season. You know what I mean? Just looking back historically on you know some of the wins and some of the the the, the wins they've had when they've had at least 10, 10 wins. You know, I mean, going back to the season that everyone's comparing it to, you know, losing to the Broncos and the wild card, or excuse me, losing. Uh, uh, it looks like they lost to the AFC Championship in '96. They 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 had nine wins there. Um, going back, it looks like. Again, uh, 98, lost the divisional playoffs to the Jets. They had 10 wins. 99, 14 wins, lost in the AFC Championship to the Titans. Um, 2005, they had 12 wins, lost in the wild card. So they're going to the playoffs, you know, with 12 wins and actually going, you know, for a long time, you know, pretty deep into the playoffs. So I just hope that, again, that, you know, this is something where uh, obviously it is a special season right now, but I hope that we can continue it on Saturday. It's on our side where Trevor hasn't lost a football game on Saturdays. So let's just hope we can uh, we can keep that rolling. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, to wrap it up, uh, you know, Derek, I agree with you that the national media folks uh, might be talking about Podunk Jacksonville and all that kind of stuff. But I was wondering if you could talk about Waffle House and what happened with that. And uh... <laughs> what, what is your what is your Waffle House order? Like, I, I got to know. Like, I got to know. What's your Waffle House order? Corey, you too. It's the peanut butter, peanut butter waffle, man, with the peanut butter chips on the top of it, man. That that, that was always been my my staple. It's been it's been a minute, it's been some years, but um, that was my. You, remo- you removed yourself from that, huh? Yeah, forgot yeah. who you are. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. <laughs> you, you know, Jacksonville was just in a negative light with Waffle House a few weeks ago, um, and I feel like I can speak on this because I actually graduated from high school with the guy that was in the video and worked with him for a long time. You did too, Corey. Um, and you know he's sitting there eating grits, and there's a fight right behind him, which is you know still hilarious. That's you know only only Sean can do that. But then to you know spin it and do a complete 180, and then our you know winning quarterback after a playoff game goes and visits the establishment. Now the geographical location of the Waffle Houses were different. One was allegedly out on the west side or, or somewhere, and the other one was at Jack's Beach. What whatever you know it is what it is, but. It, it still is, you know, I'm glad that we were able to turn Waffle House into a positive light in, in Duval instead of a negative light that we were a month ago. Um, that, that's just that's just funny that he went there to eat afterwards. But, hey, man, you hungry? You hungry. Let's go to Waffle House, man. I need a waffle. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry now, man. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> an all-star kind of guy, blueberry waffle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Corey? I don't even remember the last time I've been there. So, I mean, I usually get, like, the scrambled eggs and bacon or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm more of a Maple Street Biscuit Company kind of guy now. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, is that bad? Really? Oh, no. 
Yeah. Maple Street's good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, we talking about Waffle House. Man. Waffle I mean, House, man. Yeah. More of a Southern Denny, Hibachi. Denny's guy. <laughs> Southern Hibachi is that? Yeah, like their actual. That's what Waffle House is, man. Okay. Go here. They got the clink clink clink. Only thing they're missing is the volcano. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, exciting uh, playoff game. <laughs> First playoff game. Yeah. It's such a weird thing oh. to say. Yes. Jags fans traveling to mm. KC. Let's go out there deep, wear your teal. Got to stand out on national media. Take over. Take over, take, man. I, take I don't over. know if it'll be a takeover, but you know, wear your teal, stand out, and uh, let's get this dub, man. Yeah, and tweet at us if uh, if you're going. Uh, send us pictures like uh, you've done in the past. I, I remember JK3 went to that Steelers game in 2017, and we had some folks that uh, tweeted at us, which was pretty cool. We actually had some people tweet at us at this last game, pictures, and one person, uh, Bobby, said that uh, we're the good luck charm now, listening to Down by the Bank before the game. So, you know, everybody take note of that. That is for real now, so you need to listen to us before. Bobby, listen to us again. Yeah. Listen to us twice if you need to. <laughs> We're 20 good, times even. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay with, on a different device each time, though, so we get unique <laughs> listens. You know, it's part of the metrics and whatnot, but anyway. Um, all right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Thanks again. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you haven't left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts specifically, please do throw a rating, throw a little review on there. We appreciate that. We got a couple uh, here in the last few weeks, which we appreciate. Don't think the other ones have rating and review set, uh, set, like systems set up yet. I'm not sure. But uh, if you're listening on there, that's cool too. So anyway, and we're at Twitter, uh, on Twitter, at Down by the Bank. And you can see our individual handles on the bio for that page too. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.